Welcome, everyone, to the newest Discover Strength Podcast mini-series, where we'll be focusing on 12 things we think are essential for getting better results from your workouts in less time. Join us as we go deeper on each topic in a format that's perfect for sharing and broadening your own knowledge. Thanks for joining us, and please enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our mini-series on 12 things we think are just extremely important to get the most bang for your buck uh, in the least amount of time out of your workouts. I'm joined today again by David Geschneidner. He is our Director of Operations and an exercise physiologist at Discover Strength. And Dave, today we're going to be talking about one-set training. Why do we only do one set at Discover Strength? Shouldn't we be doing more? Isn't more better? Talk to the people. Why one set of resistance training exercise? Where does it come from? Thanks for having me on, Logan. Um, so the reason for one set is really over the course of the last 80 years since World War II, when the idea of doing three sets of 10 repetitions was really born. Um, since then, more and more research has come out that when you train to the point of momentary muscle failure, you can elicit the exact same muscle strength and hypertrophy gains as doing a higher volume three sets of 10 uh, on an exercise. And so for us, it's why would we waste time doing more exercise when less will get you the same result? Yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about just the history of this. Where did this idea of three sets of 10 come from? Because it does have its background in a really beneficial um, sort of literature history, right? So back in World War II, they were rehabbing um, injured veterans. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about the origin of three sets of 10? And then we can talk a little bit more about why it's really not supported by the literature anymore. Well, you kind of stole my thunder there. Um, so it was back in uh, coming out of World War II, DeLorme and Watkins uh, had a bunch of veterans who they were trying to use strength training to rehab them. And they used a protocol of three sets of 10 repetitions and saw tremendous results with rehabbing veterans. And that was then passed on and, and generally used uh, over the course of the next 30 years before starting to get challenged a little bit more in the literature. Yeah, so I think it's important to <clears throat> kind of talk about the the way they practice these sets too, because if if you just looked at it and said, well, okay, well, it's just as effective, why don't we do that instead? Well, what they actually found and what DeLorme later um, admitted uh, years later after uh, talking to someone in an interview, I forget the exact circumstances of the situation, but he said that that last set was really the important set. So the way that they set it up was the first set was a 50% of what they guesstimated was their 10 rep max. The second set was about 75%. So really just warming up the muscles. And then that last set was their ideal 10 repetition max. So by rep 10, they were just barely getting it Maybe they were failing at the end. Maybe they got it and they increased the weight the next time. But ostensibly, they just added on those warm-up sets, if you want to call them that, when really what they could have just done was that third set. We know that when you're training to momentary muscular uh, failure, you're going to recruit all the available motor units. So doing those additional sets is, is really of no value. You're just recruiting the same uh, motor units again. Why do you think this is so pervasive? Because we hear this all the time when people come in to discover strength. What do you think is, is sort of the, the reasoning for that? 
Yeah. So it's a good question. Um, I have a, I would say a relatively nuanced response. I think there's just still a lot of researchers right now that there are some benefits to a tremendously high volume of exercise when it comes to muscle hypertrophy. But the amount of benefit, although it's statistically maybe either borderline significant or it's not significant, but it it's, um, you know, largely different in terms of the benefit, the actual physical and morphological changes that are happening are not noticeable, right? But when you're looking at like elite level bodybuilders, they might care about, you know, one tenth of an inch of a change of one muscle on their body. Whereas the general population who's going to be training simply doesn't care about that level of hypertrophy. And if it's going to take five to 10 times more time and effort in order to achieve that. Um, obviously that's not a time efficient means and it has no bearing on health status or anything like that. It's literally size of an individual muscle. And so I do think that there's still some people that are suggesting that you do a higher volume routine in the search of a little bit more muscle hypertrophy. And I think that's actually muddying the waters of what the recommendation should be for the average person to get as much bang for their buck out of the exercise that they're doing, if that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. And for those of you who, who want a little more information about what Dave is talking about, we had uh, Dr. Brad Schoenfeld on last year talking about this paper that I believe Dave is referencing that talked about optimizing hypertrophy, where they were looking at rep ranges, or I'm sorry, set ranges of 15 to 20 sets per muscle group uh, for what would effectively be like a minimal increase in muscle size. So the amount of time you have to invest in order to get that optimized muscle is probably just not worth it for everyone. So again, once again, it comes down to what are you actually trying to accomplish with your strength training? I think when it comes to influencers, when it comes to people online, uh, wherever people might be getting their information from, you have to take into account that, I forget what the psychological effect is called here, but if somebody invests, you know, three sets of 10, five sets of 10 for every exercise they've done, and they build a pretty impressive physique, they're not going to want to think that they could have built that same physique with a third of the time, half the time, one-tenth of the time of the actual time investment. So they're going to try to tell everyone else that they need to do exactly what they did, right? If you want what I have, you have to do what I did. And that is just a lot of where a lot of misinformation comes from in the fitness industry in general. So the research is pretty clear. One set uh, will do the job. Anything else to add there, Dave, before I let you go? No, I think it's just understanding that, you know, the the one set, we've talked about this with intensity before, but, you know, it's on this spectrum of intensity. The closer you can get to momentary muscle failure or getting to momentary muscle failure and maybe doing some advanced overload techniques to ensure that you've gotten everything out of yourself, um, you know, the, the more benefit that you'll see. So continue to just try to push yourself within that one set to the point of, momentary muscle failure. It's just the one reminder I would give if you're out there training on your own or, or with your trainer is continue to push the intensity in that one set. Great point to finish on. One set not to failure, not very hard, is not going to give you much of any results, right? So the key caveat here, as Dave just pointed out, is if you want to do single set training, if you want to get the most out of that single set, 
you have to, have to, have to jack the intensity level up as high as you are humanly capable of in that moment. Now, uh, getting close to it the first time you've ever trained is okay, right? But as you progress over the course of your training career, you just want to push that intensity level every single time. But thank you so much for joining us today, Dave. Thanks everyone for listening. We will see you all again very, very soon.